What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday, and welcome back to your favorite podcast and favorite start to the week, Brunch with Desby. I'm your host, Des, also known as Desby. If you're new here, hello. If you're not new here, welcome back. Um, the past few weeks, guys, I said this last week, and I'm going to be very transparent. I'm saying it again because it genuinely deserves to be said. I have been popping off. I've been popping off. The last few episodes have literally been so good, so raw, so relevant. Everything has just been so fantastic. So I don't know if you guys have listened. Like I would say the past, now I would genuinely say like the past five episodes. They've all been so good. Um, And a little, a few things that are actually coming up for us. Number one, I have a nurse that is going to be coming on as a part of an interview, just talking about healthcare and how it's been for her um, and her experience in the recent times. I also have a cosmetic um, chemist coming on. Um, She is highly educated in skincare. And so we're going to debunk some stuff. A really fun episode for you guys to get excited for. And then lastly, I have a mom vlogger, if you want to call her, she's on TikTok and I'm not going to give her away, but she has just had such a, uh, I don't want to say a tragic story, but just this story of her life and the trauma that she had to endure and is now just such an advocate as a mother, um, regarding what she has gone through and now educating other mothers. So it doesn't happen to them. And just like a really strong, willed mom who is taking a stand for what has happened to her. And and again, I don't want to give too much away, but we have a lot of really good episodes coming up. These aren't just going to be like bang, 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 bang. But with the, over the next coming months, I'm going to drop them out there. So I'm really excited. I told you guys, I told you I was dropping in some DMs, bitch. I was trying. Okay. And I did. I went out of my way, emailed these people. I reached out, I DM'd and here we are, we're getting them set up and we're going to do it. So the only, here's, here's the thing. The only thing that I want to do so bad, I want Allie Yost on this podcast so fucking bad. It hurts my heart. And if you do not follow her, she's on TikTok mostly as like a big creator, but she's also on Instagram. I think I comment on like every one of her posts. I did try to slide in the DMS because every time I comment on her photos, she always replies So I'm like, okay, she's maybe seen my like profile picture before, like my name, right? So I tried to DM her. She hasn't seen it. So if you guys will do me a favor this week, go to Allie Yost, just start typing it in A-L-L-Y-Y-O-S-T. If you start typing it in, go to her like recent post, send her a DM, whatever you need to do, say, hey, we need you to come on brunch with Desby. She is, I feel like she would very much vibe with this podcast. She's super like, I love women we love women. And I just think it'd be a really fun podcast to talk about her and how she got into where she is now. She's been doing content for like ever. And it's like finally paid off. You know, she's like just doing all this stuff. It's really cool. The other person I would love to have on her name's Michaela. I think her, at least her Instagram, I'm like blanking on her handle on TikTok right now. It might be the same, but it's, um, MJ Hederman. She does like phenomenal selfie 
like how to take hot pictures. She is so beautiful and she always has the best, best picture. She does like all these photo shoots just out of her fucking car. She quit her like corporate job last year. Um, and now she's like thriving as a content creator. And so if you guys know who I'm talking about, I'm sure you're like, yes, I love her. So I would love, those are like my two current dream guests besides Haley Bieber. Um, but uh, like I'll, <laughs> I'll try to manifest that one, but, uh, probably not. Anyways, um, that is kind of what's coming up, what I would love to happen. So again, if you guys have a second today, while you're listening to this, hop on your phones, go send those fuckers a DM and say, Hey, you guys got to hop on brunch with Desby. I'd love to hear from you. Whatever. That'd be really cool. And if you get a reply, you better fucking tell me because I will hop into their DMS yet again and email them and try to light them up. All right. Um, so other than that, the past week has been pretty crazy. Wyatt went on yet another bachelor trip. Yeah. Like I swear to God, his 10th one this year. I'm like, uh, at what point did we like, when, how did you get friends? Cause like, I'm not invited to anything, <laughs> but, um, he went away for this past week. So I was alone with the kids and, uh, I'm going to be honest, it was a little bit of like a, a mental health, hard, hard mental health week. Um, and I'll get to that in a second, but before I did just want to update you guys on Archie cause I didn't really share that much on Instagram. I kind of just kept it pretty plain, which there's not much to elaborate on. Don't get me wrong, but I just hate saying everything in one place. So, um, Archie's appointment went really good the other week. Thank you guys for thinking of us. Um, basically, uh, you know, he did a CT scan. It was really nice. We got to be in the room with him. We just had to, um, like wear those magnetic suits. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. He did phenomenal. Um, and I did just want to drop this little blurb blurb in there because I think it's just so important to remember you, you never know what someone else is going through. And I just want to share this small story real quick. So little left turn here, the guy that was helping us and prepared Archie for the CT scan and is, you know, putting him in this machine. He was super kind, um, you know, just great guy, you know, he's smiling, he's helping out, you know, you can tell that he knows we're nervous parents and he's just calming us down, you know, whatever. He comes back in, he's taken Archie out of like all the straps and all the stuff. Um, and he, he's like, you know, you got, you got another at home, you know, we're just kind of having this general talk, right? So then we're like, you know, kind of return that same question, right? Like, you know, you got any kids? Ooh. And he goes, yeah, 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 I have a, I have a son who's like three or something along the lines. And I have a daughter and, um, she is 19 months. And we're like, oh my gosh, like, that's awesome. Like, that's so cute to have him like so close in age. Um, he goes, yeah, you know, I, I work with parents. I work with parents like you guys all the time. You know, I see different things that come through here. And I mean, you guys are just in the best care ever. And, you know, we're nodding our heads and we're like, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we've just been so taken care of here and we, we've loved our experience. And he goes, yeah, my son and daughter both had a congenital kidney disorder or however word he used. They were born with was it without kidneys? Like, is that possible? I'm, I'm kind of blanking right now. He's, but regardless, here's the point I'm making. It's not often that you become like that. You are a approved transplant donor for your, even your children, right? To be a confirmed positive match for someone in terms of a donation is, is very rare. Um, it's, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to find a, a donor, right? Nonetheless, to just fucking get one. Right. So 
he goes on to say, basically, long story short, is that both of his kids needed kidneys. In sorry, I'm kind of I was kind of giggling because like I said kids, and then it was like kidney. Um, they needed kidneys. So what ended up happening is him and his wife were both a fucking positive match for their children. So they were on the transplant list and they were able to give their own kidneys to like kidney, whatever it might've been. It was kidney something to their children. So the dad was able to donate to his son. And then the mother was going to undergo surgery this week. As I'm talking to you this week on their 19 month old daughter and her as a mother to give her kidney to her fucking daughter. Not only is that just so fucking inspiring and badass, but you would have never fucking knew that something like that was going on in this guy's life by how he was showing the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And man, that just struck a chord with me when I saw that and heard this story because how often do we maybe have an interaction with someone and we're like, and don't lie, okay? You're like, man, they were like kind of a bitch. You know, we're like, hmm, someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Or maybe you just had an interaction with someone. You're like, damn, they were so kind. Wow, I wish I had their attitude. And it's like, you never know if that person that you just interacted that you were inspired by is battling cancer themselves. You never know if that person who was, she was kind of a bitch. You never know if she just lost the love of her life. You know, like you never, ever, ever know. And, um, so I just wanted to share that small story because man, when, when it happened last week, I was like, what a, what a reminder, what a, what a lesson that this guy didn't even know he was like sharing with us, but just never, never judge a book by its cover and assume that we all like live in bliss. Right. So anyways, great story. Right. So, okay. We're, we're taking another right turn. So after his scan, um, we go and we meet with the doctor. He was super nice, took two fucking hours, but it's okay. Um, basically, you know, Hey, here's the mass. Here's what it looks like. Um, here's how big it is. It is big enough where we do need to remove it. Uh, we do want to get a little bit more Intel on this thing and kind of diagnose it a little bit deeper, you know, know the exact in and outs of this thing. Um, there's no like major arteries or vessels going through it. So it's basically just like this mass, right? Like, which is just so interesting to me how that can occur. Um, so they will schedule probably removal. We have an August 12th zoom meeting at this time. I think they just will have proper documentation on like, Hey, here's what we're removing. Like kind of just, you know, Hey, we got to write it out properly so we can, you know, take action instead of them just being like, Hey, like, I think we can call it this. You know how hospitals are with like needing to like display every single note. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what it's looking like here on out. Um, so most likely that'll take place in October or November, um, September, I believe at the earliest. Um, and, and they, obviously they just try to push that off as much as they can into like the six month kind of phase of life, just because 
he will be under anesthesia. It's about a three hour surgery and babies just tend to do really well uh, between like the age of like six to eight months with anesthesia and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, it went pretty good. So I do appreciate you guys thinking of us. And, um, you know, as we get closer to that, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But right now he is doing fantastic. Um, you know, his breathing isn't hindered at all. We haven't seen any breathing fits. No, um, just nothing. It's really great. You know, a lot of parents will leave the hospital and, um, you know, they will know, Oh, you know, Hey, my, my, my child's breathing super rapid. He's having a ton of retractions of his chest, um, stuff like that. And so we're very grateful. We didn't have to see that with Archie because I'll be honest, I'm still a little traumatized of remembering just how, Maddox went through bradycardia, bradycardia episodes as well as DSATs and hearing all these alarms and beeps and seeing him stopping breathing and all these things. It's very traumatic to like even put myself back in that position. So if I were to have seen or see Archie do something like that, it I feel like it would almost just trigger my f- like fight or flight and just freak me out, you know? So very grateful for that. Um, I have definitely been struggling a little bit with the idea that I am done having kids physically not mentally. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like physically, I do not think I could go through another pregnancy and be mentally. Okay. Like I just, I don't, but it has been very much a difficult thing to process the fact I will like never have a daughter. And that's not like gender disappointment. Cause like I, I know I am meant to be a mother for boys and to raise two amazing boys in today's society to treat women respectfully, to treat people respectfully, to learn from me, be, you know, leaders in their community in the future, et cetera. Um, but there's nothing more than, uh, I feel like sometimes a woman wants than to like have a daughter, you know, like be able to tie her, her gown up for prom and then like help her get ready for her wedding, you know, whatever. So it's just been a little bit like sad, you know, just a little bit sad. Cause I think of my mom and her, the relationship we have, and I just, I'm going to yearn for that, you know? So, um, definitely have been, uh, very much open to adoption, very much open to fostering in the future. Obviously not right now, but I feel like if I were to kind of go back and like really be like, you know, I still want to be a mom and I want to expand, expand our family. I don't think, um, I physically would do it if that makes sense. So that's kind of where my heart is with that. But, um, past week, I hope that you guys took advantage of the story deals last Wednesday, the buy one, buy fucking $50, get free leggings. What the fuck was that? I thought they, dude, I thought I was about to get Chris. You know what I'm saying? I was like, where, where is Chris Jenner? And <laughs> if you don't know that trend that I don't know you, you have to know that trend. Please look it up. Getting Chris on TikTok. But, um, crazy, crazy deal. Then we had the Paragon birthday sale. So that was like some shit was up to like 67% off. And then you always get an extra 11% off with my code. That was nuts. Um, and then obviously my hydro jug launch. Thank you guys for all the support for that. Then we got new hydro jug launches and we had the hydro jug summer sale. I was like, dude, these bitches are going to fucking hate me. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I did just get a new email for not just new Paragon, but also also, dot, 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 new Petula. So we got the, the double P's coming out. Bang, bang, boom. Um, one thing I really love about what Petula is doing with this upcoming launch, and I'm not going to give away too much details, but basically there was extra fabric of this 
And so they, to be more sustainable, they reuse that fabric to, to create more pieces. So it's a very limited launch, but I just thought that was such a cool thing. Cause I didn't like, I never really realized, Oh, the, like there's more fabric, right? Like, Oh, there's fabric left over. So it's a great launch at the end of the, at the end of the month. Paragon is in August. So no worries about that, but I really loved it because it's, I can't give it away can't give it away. So sorry. Um, but yeah, so that's coming up. And then we do have a new Tula product dropping, which is leading us into our skin tip of the motherfucking week. I am loving this shit. I love, I love talking skin. I love skin. Skin is in skin by Kim, not really skin by me. Um, but Tula's new, um, I don't know if I can say it. acne three in one product. Okay. Um, is dropping this week. I will have a pre-launch link. So that means that you guys can get this before anyone else and get my discount. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that is coming out this week. So skin tip of the week. I did go get a hydrofacial last week. Love it. There is not a day where I spend money on a hydrofacial and wish I didn't. You know what I mean? Like that is my self-care. I do my own brows at home. I do my own nails at home. I don't get out to do shit anymore. So if I'm doing anything with my self-care money, it's going to get myself a goddamn hydro facial. Now going and getting a facial isn't just going to make up for your skincare the rest of the month. Like if I were getting hydrofacials multiple times a week, which you really shouldn't, but you should only get a hydrofacial every two weeks. So just say I was getting a facial. Okay. Like a few times a week. Absolutely. I would attribute a lot of my skin transformation to something like that, but I didn't start getting facials until after all of my skin transformation period. And I only say that because I would never lead you guys to products and be like, Oh, these work. But like, I'm actually going and getting $5,000 facial treatments. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to be very transparent with that. And as you guys know, I do get Botox, but that doesn't have anything to do with like acne and shit. Um, so straight up with that being said, I did go get a hydrofacial. It was awesome. She did do an additional peel on my neck, which I've never actually had a peel because I've always been like pregnant and you just kind of stay away from high amounts of salicylic acid. Um, I personally kept salicylic acid in, but only at the percentage of like 2% versus this peel bitch. This peel was 14 fucking percent salicylic acid. You want to talk about ripping acne out of your skin. That is going to do it. So that's definitely medical grade, um, and you know, esthetician approved. So she did that for me. And what I've noticed in my skin tip for you guys for the week is remembering that your skin will change. So not only will weather play a role in your skincare. So again, like you might have a different skincare routine, fall, winter, spring, summer, you know, like you might throw a different product and you might throw an additional moisturizer and you might, uh, throw in some extra masks, you know, maybe you're sweating a little bit more. You see some more acne flare up. So, you know, you throw in some more BHA what does that look like for you? I don't know, but just remember that it is going to change. The other thing that I actually just did recently is the, tr- like the dry test. That's, I think that's, you know, that's what I call it. It's kind of this probably Google and it'll still come up. So basically it's when you get out of the shower. Okay. Or like you're, or like you got your face wet and you don't do anything else. You get out of the shower. You give yourself about 10 minutes of nothing done to your skin. Put your hair up in a claw clip. Let your skin just fucking do its thing. After 10, 12, 15 minutes, 
what does your skin feel like? Does it feel tight? Does it feel plump? Does it feel oily? Does it feel dry? Does it feel normal? What is that feeling? From there, you can kind of feel out what is your skin needing and doing right now? A lot of people I feel like are treating past problems. So if you're an avid skincare user, maybe you went into skincare and you got the level three acne kit from Tula and you're like, bitch, I need to get rid of this acne. That's great. But if you got rid of your acne, if that acne is gone, you probably shouldn't be treating your skin the same way as when you underwent so much acne. Are you following? So if you're someone who had very oily skin and you're like, man, Des, I realize my skin's not as oily anymore. That's great. So you should probably stop treating it like that. Get a new cleanser, get a new toner, get a new moisturizer. You know what I mean? Stuff that's going to help your skin type as it is right now. Tula has a really great skincare quiz finder on their website. It asks you super simple questions and will put together a small skincare lineup for you. Do you need everything? No. Some people just need three, four steps. And by three, four steps, I'm talking cleanse, moisturize, maybe vitamin C, SPF. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's, it doesn't have to be super crazy. Now you, you guys know me. I like to throw shit on my face. Okay. Um, after years of educating myself, I know how to swap out certain products, add, take away, replace, um, you know, do a mask here or there without over treating my skin. And sometimes I still do learn. Like I had that terrible breakout. I told you two weeks ago. Um, and I used my breakout breakthrough pads too much. And then I finally was like, oh shit, you know what? I need to back off these completely. So when I went in and got my hydrofacial, my esthetician literally did say, she goes, yeah, it looks like that skin barrier is a little bit damaged down here by your neck. And it was because at first I was over treating it at the time. I didn't think I was because it was just my my 2% salicylic. But when I was still applying it per normal, I was like, oh fuck, I should have backed off that a few days. Right. So like I'm still learning, you can still learn, but my biggest tip to you this week is give yourself a second to feel out what your skin is doing right now. How is your skin vibing? Have you been taking care of it differently? Are you treating a past problem? What is your new problem? You know what I mean? So that is my tip to you this week. And as always, you guys can use Tula code DESB for 15% off. And if you guys missed that 25% off, fucking sucks to be you, to be honest. That was a banger deal. We will see that back again at some point this year. So stay tuned. Recommendation corner for the week. I only have one for you to be very transparent. I've had no time to do literally nothing for myself, but guess what? I read my first fucking book since literally March. The last book I read was not just where the crawdads sing, which I'm sorry, unpopular opinion, didn't like the book, loved the story at the end, hard fucking read. But the last book I read was called No Exit. And it is also, I believe, a movie. And it fucking sucked. Like, it was just a hard read for me. I wasn't really into it. I was just like, at this point, I think I was just almost getting too pregnant too, where I was just like, dude, fuck this. Like, just get this baby out. You know, like I wasn't even focused on a book. So that is, um, my last read, but I did just finish the book called sometimes I lie. I would be lying if I told, (laughs) I would be lying if I told you who it was by right off the top of my head. And I don't have it in front of me. I believe it was by Alice something. Regardless, if you type in sometimes I lie, you will find it. Great psychological, I wouldn't call it necessarily a thriller, but great psychological drama. Um, it was super fantastic. Um, 
If you feel like you need trigger warnings on certain books, look up the trigger warnings first. I'm not going to ruin it for anyone because I personally don't look up those for books. Um, but I also can genuinely let you know, um, that, you know, I've never undergone extreme trauma where certain things just might not be triggering to me that maybe someone else has gone through. So my point is just do what is best for you and your mental health. But I will say, I really loved the book. Um, it was a good one. It kind of got me fired up to find another good read. And I really actually liked that author a lot. Um, so that's my recommendation corner for you guys this week. Um, yeah. Is there any? Is there anything else? I'm like looking around the room like, hey guys, are there any other questions? Did I cover everything? <laughs> um, let me know if you guys got anything good from Amazon Prime as well. Um, I have been on my shit lately with Amazon. Not really, but just getting a few organization things for the garage has been my main key. We keep our strollers out there and stuff. And I don't know about you guys, but strollers are expensive. Um, okay. And so to leave them out in a crusty ass garage where like spider webs could grow on them, etc. Not for me. So I bought this really cool, like tent thing that's supposed to be for like bikes, but like totally big enough for a stroller that I'm going to put in the garage and I'm still putting together. So hang out, hang out. I'll tell you how it goes. Um, but yeah, I think that's it today. I'm really excited. We got to tell me a secret, a little bit of just a little bit of relaxer. Okay. A little bit of relaxer. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I've kind of been putting in that work for you guys past few weeks. So I want to take a little bit of a breather and I just want to have some fun with you guys and get some secrets going. We have literally over 200 responses, so we're not going to go through all of them, but that's good. We'll save some more for a rainy day. Um, if yours is on here and you, and you want to follow up with me via DM, just know I don't give a fuck who you are. Okay respectfully. I mean, like, I love you. Thank you so much for hopping in here, but I'm not going to sit here and rat you out. I don't give a shit. Um, it's not that deep. So thank you guys for trusting me with these secrets. They're always anonymous. You can always drop one in the form in the link in bio show notes, description box. Um, and maybe you'll end up on an episode before we hop into this week's episode. I do want to thank my partners better help. Have you been needing help getting better, then I think you're looking for better help. <laughs> better help is an online teletherapy company that has created a revolutionary app to help you access therapy from the comfort of literally wherever the fuck you are. All right. I love better help. I've been with them using them even for over a year and a half. Now I started in January, February 21. I'll say this till I'm blue in the face. It changed the ability for me to enjoy motherhood. I had just undergone so much trauma with the NICU and something that I really didn't even know was traumatic. You know, I just kind of normalized it. Once I went through therapy, I realized that number one, it was not normal and it was okay for me to not feel like it was. After that is continued to help me in motherhood, continue to help me in my marriage and my ability to dig deep inside myself and realize how am I feeling? What's going on? What do I need to do? How do I need to be a better me? How do I need to take care of myself? Whatever it is. So if you sign up for BetterHelp today with code DESBY, you get 10% off of that first month. I'm telling you, try one month, see how it feels, see what you like, see what you don't like, and go from there. Um, this will be offered to you right when you go to checkout. So if you go to www.betterhelp.com slash DESBY, 
It will direct you immediately to a questionnaire and you will be matched with your own personal therapist within 72 hours. This is a great opportunity for you to stay cozy from your home, cry in your own bedroom and not have to be on someone's shitty ass smelling couch. I hope that you guys are finding help and getting better with BetterHelp code DESBY. This is an ad. And again, I thank you guys so much for utilizing my code if you do use BetterHelp and also getting yourself help. All right. So before I hop into it, I'm going to be honest, I didn't, I kind of forgot to plug my Patreon. If you guys have not done any of my live workouts yet, I'm also going to be here to tell you, give me a month. Give me a month to kick your ass and let me know if it's worth it. My Patreon has three different tiers. Okay, you have tier one, tier two, tier three. They they do go up by price, but they go up by how many classes you get access to per month. So tier one, one class, tier two, two classes, tier three, all four. So I kind of price them out based off of if you went into a gym and did a fitness class, most gym drop-ins for a class are 15 upwards to $30. What I've done is created a class that is virtual for you for as low as $7 a month, and you do get access to play them back. So if you can't be on the live stream, you can still replay them, and it looks like real time. I've really enjoyed doing my live workouts. They're fun. I get to get away. I get an escape with you guys. We just hang out. I talk to you guys. I motivate you. And then we also have our group chat. We have a private Instagram. um, And we also have the Patreon app as well, just to keep you guys in the know, in the now, in the know of timing, when we have classes, what the class type is, what kind of workout it is, what equipment you need, all that good stuff. Um, These can be done all at home. That's where I do them. They're home approved. But also if you want to take your little happy ass into a gym, go into a corner, grab a few pieces of equipment, you can be on your way there as well. Um, So make sure you check that out. I will link it also, but also just go to Patreon. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Did I just spell it right? Yeah, Patreon. (laughs) Sorry, I'm like, is it patron.com? No, it's patreon.com slash desb. And let's get into a few secrets. Dun, dun, dun. Before we do it, honestly, I need a sip of water. So let's go ahead, take a little generous chug break. Remember when you used to do that as a kid? Mm. quenchers hits different okay here we go remind you i do not read any of these so if they fucking suck it's your guys's fault (laughs) when i was dating an ex of mine we decided to have a little fun after working hours this person had a code to one of the conference rooms so We decided to have a little fun in there and ended up fucking on one of them twice. My back hurt from the conference room table for like three days after, and the person finished on the floor of that room. 10 out of 10 would recommend the excitement, but zero out of 10 would recommend the pain from the table. Written in from the military girl who is definitely only doing that once. You know, some of you guys have the craziest sex stories, and I love it. 
I love it. It is so fun to see what kind of fun you guys get into. You guys deserve it. Always been raised Catholic, and I've always believed that you don't have to agree with everything religion says to practice. Practice it. But lately, I don't know if I believe it, believe in it enough to consider myself Catholic anymore. Feeling really lost because I want to be religious but don't know where to look because this is all I know. Sincere, sincerest. You fuckers need to stop ever typing sincerely. And we have covered this multiple times before. I have a literal aneurysm when I see the word sincerely. It is sincerely what is happening with the world. And you know what? Whoever wrote this in, you better believe it. I have an episode coming in on religion and it is coming in fucking hot. Um, so it doesn't matter if you're Catholic, Buddhist, Satanicist. I don't really know. But I have an episode coming for you and I've really wanted to talk about this lately. And so stay tuned. Whoever wrote this in, I think that you will really, really enjoy the podcast that I will be speaking about that. Oh, oh no. Starts out with in high school. You just know it could be tragic. In high school, my boyfriend and I at the time were in a super conservative Christian private school with families to match that conservative Christian vibe. Well, we were in his car one night parked near a lake where we always snuck off to have sex. <laughs> and these things had escalated to where we now were both totally naked in his back seat. Out of nowhere, there was a flashlight pointing at us through the window and a cop was banging on it. I scrambled to cover up and ended up grabbing from my boyfriend's basketball shorts to put them on, leaving him his boxers. The cop pulls us out of the car, takes our licenses, we are both 17, and starts telling us how much trouble we are in, that he's taking us to the police station, potentially charging us with public indecent exposure or some shit like that, and then call our parents to tell them to come pick us up. My boyfriend starts putting his mom's number in the phone to call her until I fully save both of our asses. I turn on the tears and pleaded with the cop not to make us call our parents. I explained that we went to private school and we were about to be applying for college. And if we got in trouble, we'd be kicked out of school and lose our whole futures. I promised him that if he made us tell his parents, they would be so pissed. They would tell the school on us and we would lose everything. Not sure if that's true, but I was pulling all the stops. He ended up believing me, feeling sorry, and let us off with a warning. So no one ever found out. We we maintained our wait till marriage image to our families until we did actually get married. I remind my husband all the time how he was seconds from calling his parents and getting us in trouble with the law, and I saved him from that. He owes me for the rest of his life from the girl who will never have car sex again. Okay, I'm loving the twist in the fucking story about how you guys ended up getting married. So I need a follow-up. And again, this could be Anon. I don't know how you're gonna do it Anon, to be honest, but if you want, I need to know, have you actually fucking told them yet? Does anyone know about this? Because I feel like it's something that you might take to the grave, but also something that could like LOL slip out at Thanksgiving dinner. So let me know. I would love a follow-up on that, but that's so cute. I feel like a marriage like that, it just is bound to last forever. <laughs> While out for my normal Sunday long run, marathon training, okay, weird flex, the stomach gurgle hit, and I mean it hit hard. I kept going for about a half a mile to make sure the coast was clear and well, you gotta go, you gotta go. Oh no. Basically sat in a straight leg glute bridge, essentially, and went. After my run, 
was a after my run was a fucking breeze. It was like it was holding me back. Hashtag things runner do. Sincerely, thank you for even typing that out. The girl who shit in a parkway with no regrets. Okay, I'm on honest question though. Is this why most marathon runners do carry toilet paper? Because I believe it's a very common practice in the running community. Please let me know. I'm from a decently small town with nothing to do. So naturally we had to make our own fun and out of boredom growing up. My best friend and I always stayed at my house because her parents were super strict and my parents were divorced. LOL. (laughs) The vibes I'm feeling. My dad was so old and oblivious. We got away with a lot of stuff. Let me paint a picture for you. My house was a one level split floor plan where the master was in the back wing with the garage entry and everything else being in the front wing where the kitchen and living room joins it all together. This happened in 2008 and it is my most vivid memory. My friend and I were texting every guy we knew that had their license to come take us to McDonald's because it was the only place open in our town at that time, but it was super late, maybe one. 2 a.m. So no one was going to come across town, across town to take us. And it's about a five mile round trip walk far before the days of DoorDash. So what do we do? We go into the garage, which shares a wall with my dad's bedroom and steal his car. We were 12. Oh my God. We were 12 years old. We were 12 years old. I'm going to wake my fucking son gasping. Was was the big chicken worth it? Like, what the fuck? I hope they forgot your fucking fries. And I hope their ice cream machine was broken. Neither of us had a permit or license, obviously. So I always think about what would have happened if we got pulled over. Because the real kicker is that we did it all the time. My dad never said anything and I haven't ever told him, but he had to have known because of how loud the garage door and car was backing out and to pour salt on an open wound, we would steal his cash out of the console to finance our trips. <laughs> seriously, the girls who prioritize a McChicken over Grand Theft Auto charges, that is fucking epic. You were 12 fucking years. Dude, I don't even think I knew how to ride a fucking bike without a tricycle at fucking 12 years old. I, where, where was I at 12 years old? Like what fucking grade are you in? I'm, I'm blanking. So I, are you like in middle school? You're like in seventh grade. Oh my God. Shit. That dude, that one, that fucking blew me away. Oh, Wow. I started dating one of our family friend's sons when I was 14. We dated for two years. After we break up, obviously we had to see each other because our parents were besties. This resulted in us being besties with benefits from the ages of 14 to 18. Fast forward to when I turned 17, I met a really amazing guy. We talked for about a year before we started dating. I found out my friend with benefits and him were quite close. So we all hung out together often. One night, we all got super high with a bunch of us. And the amazing guy fell asleep. Everyone left and it was me and my friend with benefits hanging out alone. So what do we do, you ask? We fucked in the room next to mine while my future boyfriend was asleep 
in my room. The amazing guy asked me out the next day and we've been dating for five years now. And we all still hang out to this day. Sincerely, the girl who had secret friends with benefits relationship. You know, I want to I want to chalk it up to you were immature and you were kind of a dumb bitch for doing that. But also kind of goes hard, kind of goes hard because uh, kind of just, you know, kind of did what you wanted to do. And that's kind of a boss bitch move. So respect. I'm from a small town and anyone from a small town probably will understand that hooking up, having a love life is in next to impossible. LOL. Well, one year I fucked up bad. Long story short, when I was in grade 10, I hung out with all of the grade 12 students. I was texting and Snapchatting quite a few guys in the grade at the time. And two of them were in the same friend group already. You are fucking stupid. And when I say same friend group, I mean, they were best friends. Okay. So you're really fucking stupid. I was quite hated in high school, so on lunch break, these guys never wanted to be seen with me, resulting in literally no one knowing I talked or hung out with them, including the best friends not knowing they were talking to the same girl, aka me. Fast forward to one night, I invited one of the best friends over to my house to watch a movie. We were halfway through the movie cuddling, and you know what goes down. I get a text from my mom saying, the other best friend pulled into the driveway. Silly me forgot I made plans with him that night. I quickly text my parents saying I can't have ever anyone over tonight, etc. What well, didn't stop him from coming down to my basement door to just say hi. And I was now confronted with two best friends staring at each other, wondering why the fuck they were both at my house. The best friend that showed up obviously got mad and left, but the one that was at my house in the beginning begged to stay and continued to try to talk and hang out with me. I was shocked. Sincerely, the double booking queen. You are definitely, it's giving Motel 8. It's giving bad operating systems. It's giving, it's giving bad front desk worker. You know what I mean? That that's what I'm seeing here and what had occurred. Um, pretty funny because you mentioned that you were a sophomore and they were, I'm assuming they were the seniors. So honestly, kind of tragic, uh, for both of them. But I also feel like I need a story of why you were hated. Like, is that a separate secret? Can I know that one too? (laughs) I am. Oh God. I am. I am. Oh my God. I'm sleeping with my husband's best friend who is also one of my best dude friends. The kicker? Oh, my husband knows and is here for it. It turns him on, turns me on, turns the best friend on, and I get all the sexual attention. Win, win, win. From the girl who was an innocent little butterfly until she met her husband. Da, 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 da. Is this considered an open relationship? Is this considered a kink? Is this a fetish? Is it, is it, I I would assume maybe it's a fetish because it's really only going one way. Like, is this the only guy that he'll let you be with? Could you introduce a different guy? Has he ever wanted to introduce another woman? I'm, I'm full of questions now. I'm full of, does he sit in? Does he sit in and like take notes? Does, do you record it? Are you allowed to do it separately? Does he have to know when you do it? Cause like, is there like rules, you know, like, Hey, you can do it, but like, I have to know. I, 
I need an anonymous follow-up. I need somehow. <laughs> wow. That I was like kind of shocked for a second. And then I was like, and then it kind of pulled me back in like, oh, so that kind of fucked me up. Christmas Eve's a few years ago. I was at my boyfriend's now husband. We love that story. Parents house. They had a new puppy who wasn't fully potty trained and pooped inside somewhere. That little shit. They flushed it down the toilet. No big deal. Then I go to the bathroom right by the kitchen in the dining room to shit. Why I didn't go to any of the other like five bathrooms, I don't fucking know. So it clogs and there's family everywhere and it's bad. And I'm like, hey, boyfriend's mom, can you help? And she does like the saint she is. Then goes, wow, the puppy must have pooped a lot because I didn't tell her I pooped because it was clearly not the five pound puppy. And my husband still doesn't know to this day. Sincerely, the girl who blamed her mega poop on a five pound puppy. You know, you're mentioning that you were there for Christmas Eve. So I feel like genuinely the idea that maybe the puppy shit a lot is conservative because, you know, maybe he was getting some table scraps. So I would continue to just chalk that up to that 100% for forever. Definitely continue. I would literally never tell anyone that. I never, I would never. I never would. Keep that to yourself for sure. Two years ago, before the world shut down, my college town threw the craziest St. Patty's Day party. Me and my best friend pre-gamed the party while getting ready at 7 a.m. with mimosas. We killed two bottles of champagne. We get to party one around 10 a.m. and decide to start hanging out with our friend Molly, winky dink. Shortly after, we're having a great time. We go up to a friend's room, go smoke, and see if Molly could continue to party with us. So we bought more goods and we all shared a joint. Well, my phone got left in this locked room. I had my Apple watch, so I didn't know until we left. I remember saying, fuck it. I don't need it. Some other friends joined in who had never done drugs and were like, whoa, now after they got there, I don't remember anything. I know we went to more parties, kept drinking, smoking, having a great time, but I don't recall anything. My memory comes back in the bathroom of a guy's house, feeling like I was going to be sick. My non-druggy friend called my boyfriend saying, uh, we think she's going to die. Can you come get us? He left work to come pick us up and drive us the five minute walk home. Needless to say, he was not very happy about the events of that day. And he had to go back to work at the bar. My friend's mom told us to order food and we bought $100 worth of food that we fell asleep before it even arrived. Sincerely, a girl who no longer hangs out with Molly. I would say... Molly kind of fucked your day up for sure. Like, I think it could have been worse, but it sounds like she kind of fucked up. All right. So I am excited for this next one because it is talking about some steamy secondhand embarrassment. I need to preface the story by saying I was a little wild in high school and going through it during that time. So in grade 10, I had a massive crush on this guy in my grade. We somehow started chatting and would sneak out of class to meet up and make out with some heavy petting. LOL. Why was this so steamy? Well, one day we got caught. Not only did we get caught by my history teacher at the time, we used to leave his class to see said boy, but I got caught giving him a BJ behind the lockers. My teacher noticed us and told us to come out, probably after watching you for like five minutes, let's be honest. With my heart pounding, I stepped forward, but said boy stayed behind. The teacher repeats that he knows I wasn't alone, so the boy walked out with the most embarrassing face. I was 100% as red as a cherry tomato, and I was just praying to the Lord that this teacher didn't call my dad. 
Nope. Instead, he decides to give the boy a lecture on how to treat women, LMAO. Truly the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. To make it worse, anytime I asked to go to the bathroom during his class, he always responded, do you really need to use the bathroom? Sincerely, the horny teenager that had a sex drive of a wildcat, you will forever be missed. Can we also discuss that? I think I've said it in multiple podcasts before. When you were just like 16, and you would just look at the J14 magazine, you were just wet. Like you didn't even have to do anything. It was just, you were like dripping all the time. The, the amount of hormones surging through your body. Can, do we, can we all just take a moment of fucking silence for that girl? You know, <laughs> God bless her. All right, let's get into this. My husband and I have been together for nine years. Nine fucking years. We met when I was 20 and have been inseparable ever since. Around the same time, I met his friend. Let's call his friend Jack. At first, I thought Jack was just being friendly with me because he's friends with my husband. Well, Jack likes to talk to me a lot. He constantly messages me on Instagram, texts me selfies, send me, sends me TikToks, funny memes, songs, you name it, he sends it. We talk like way too much, but it's never inappropriate until he drunk texted me telling me he loves me. Now, I don't know if he meant in love with me or he just loves me as a friend. I have no idea. And sometimes I catch myself missing his messages, question mark. Am I crazy? Yes, I think I am. LOL. I didn't like start this shit. Jack did. The thing is, my husband has no idea we talk this much. He has no idea about any of this. Is this cheating? Like, should I tell my husband, his friend, and I talk this much? Should I add it's never been appropriate on my end, but I definitely feel like it's been appropriate on Jack's end? Maybe I could be reading into this too much. But then again, why do I get nervous when I'm around him? Oh my God, I'm going to hell. LOL, LOL, LOL. Sincerely, a bitch who might be falling for her husband's friend. <sighs> That's a lot. That's a lot. I'm going to be honest. Oh, I was kind of waiting for you to be like, and my husband knows and like doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is, oh, is this cheating? Is this cheating? Um, I don't think so. Um, but let's put ourselves in the opposite position and imagine, you know, your husband, like I'm right now imagining Wyatt doing this to me, you know, like with my best friend, right? Um, I would, I would be fucking pissed. I think I would be pissed if I didn't know. Now in the beginning, you're talking, sends me TikToks, funny memes, LOL. Totally. I get it. Like if you know your friend's girl, it's like, dude, I know she knows this humor. Here we go. But when you're talking, adding selfies in the one day when he said like loves you. And then that obviously was just like never said again. And then you're getting this nervousness around him. I mean, there's obviously that awkward tension. So I would definitely say that it's borderline something that could be inappropriate. And if it really has continued for an extended amount of time, I mean, you and her husband have been together for nine years um, and you've met this friend for nine years. Like I definitely think it's worth bringing to someone's attention if it continues to escalate. 
you don't want to ruin a friendship over it because he could play the card of like, I never met him like that. Um, but I would definitely play it safe. That would be, yeah, that's hard. Um, that's hard. Okay. Let's do two more. This isn't the juiciest secret, but I feel guilty. My fiance and I got engaged in November and we have been together for four years. We're getting married in July of 23. My younger sister who is 20 and her boyfriend who is 22 and has a kid have been dating for six months. They just got engaged in June in Florida and my mom and I found out 15 minutes before her boyfriend popped the question. I'm finding it hard to be happy for her when I am in the stages of life of planning my wedding and looking forward to marrying my fiance. I straight up told her she can't get married until after I do. I feel bad I'm not as excited for her when she was for me to get engaged. Oh, and her fiance has the same name as my fiance. Oh. <laughs> Sincerely from the older sister who wants to be happy for her sister but can't seem to be. I feel like your guilt is totally warranted because like in an ideal situation, you picture your sister getting engaged and like, you know, ahead of time and you're like, oh my God. Now here, one thing I will tell you is like timeline aside. So you mentioned your sister's only been with this guy for six months. You like barely know him. All right. My sister, Wyatt and I were dating for four years by the time we got engaged, almost four years. My mom nor sister knew I was getting engaged on the day that I did my, my, husband, you guys know Wyatt. <laughs> he kept it a secret from them because he knew that they would ruin it and they literally would have. So that's okay. So I wouldn't be so much. I don't think you're as caught up in the fact that you didn't like know before he asked, but you like don't know him. So I think the guilt that you're feeling is totally warranted because you want to be happy because it's this kind of thing that, you know, everyone goes through and they can't wait for their little sister or big sister or whatever to be engaged and like all these beautiful things and be their maid of honor and do all this, blah, blah, blah. And right now you're just not seeing that in your future. Um, and I totally get it. You know, my sister, she was, I, how did that timeline go? I was, so her and Joey were dating for honestly pretty close to the same time. I think it might've been a, a little over a year actually, I don't know. Yeah. Little over a year. I think that her and Joey were together to be honest, but regardless, Michaela got engaged after me and she did get married before me. Um, so she got, she got pregnant in August and I'm not, I'm not flaming my sister right now. Like I love everything about what's going on. I'm just giving you guys, you a little bit of perspective. I got engaged in October. Michaela got engaged in December. I'd been dating Wyatt for almost four years. Michaela had been with Joey for, dude, I don't even know if it was a year. I'm going to have to ask her and confirm, to be very honest. I don't even know if it was a year. Um, and then, and then she got pregnant. So pregnant in August, engaged in December, married in February, had Mila in May. And then I did not get married until the following, like that September. So she got engaged, pregnant, and married all pretty much before me. <laughs> um, and she's my little sister too. So, um, 
I totally understand. I like barely knew Joey, which is her husband, uh, because I lived in Florida at the time. So like I, I met him maybe two times. I knew him from being a surrounding like school guy, you know, he's really good at baseball, good at football, like whatever. Um, but I didn't know him, know him. So I, it was hard for me to, like, I was excited for my sister, but it was just hard because I felt so removed and it made me sad. Um, my sister and her and Joey ended up getting like a, not eloped. They definitely got married. We had an official ceremony, but it's just like a small thing, just us and the family. And it was really beautiful and special and perfect, but I'll always be sad that I never got to like give a maid of honor speech or like help her with her big day in the way that I know maybe she pictured for her life earlier. And so one day I'm hoping that they can renew their vows and she can have that beautiful experience that she deserves. Um, her life just, her life plan was just a little bit wonky and, and she rocked it and is fucking rocking it now. And I like, it's totally her and it's totally Joey. Like that's just them the epitome of them. And I love them both. And it's beautiful, but just giving you a little bit of perspective that it's okay to feel a, a weird way. And the only thing that I cannot relate with at all, um, is the fact that her fiance literally has the same name. That's a little hard. That one's a little bit of a punch to the gut. I'm going to be honest. That's a little fucked up. Um, but I will wish the best for you guys. Okay. Last one here. Um, Let's, let's, um, oh shit. There is, there's a, there's a long one, but I'm like, Ooh, I don't think that can be, that can be done right now. Okay. Here we go. Last one. When my boyfriend now husband, wow. A lot of you guys just get married. I love that. We are married Queens here. When my boyfriend now husband and I were in college, he and some other classmates got together one Friday evening to watch movies and chill in an empty classroom as a part of the student club activity. One of his friends and his girlfriend disappeared for a while. And when they came back, they said they found a professor's office empty and did the deed in there. My boyfriend and I looked right at each other and figured, why the fuck not? We went and found the same room and got to business. Right when we were finishing up, we heard footsteps outside. I was scared shitless until they went away and we got back to the group. Turns out there were still professors in the building even that late on a Friday. I literally thought we were going to get caught and I would be expelled all the way up till I graduated two years later. Written in from the girl who only wanted to have sex in her bedroom from now on. <laughs> you know, that is traumatizing. Like there's nothing more embarrassing than having someone walk in on you. And then you add in this added factor of like, you could be expelled for it or you could be kicked out or you could be fired or you could be something like you add on an added fear, not fun, not fun. It's one thing for your mom to walk in and then you like, just have that over the head, your head for the rest of their life. But to be like a professor or something like you are literally the topic of dinner that night. Yeah. So blanks, you know, Dick tonight railing it into Susie, you know, like you are literally the talk of that dinner table of that professor. If that were to happen, you know what I mean? So anyways, I hope you guys had a fun time listening. I'm gonna, honestly, if I had, if I had to give the cake to someone this week, genuinely, I gotta give it to the 12 year olds whipping their fucking dad's car around because that shit still has my fucking jaw open to this very moment, finishing up this podcast. So anyways, um, next week we will, we will chat. I'm not going to tell you what it's going to be about. Um, but we have, again, we have a lot of really good episodes coming up. We have a lot of really good stuff. Um, and yeah, I hope to see you guys 
in my Patreon. Hope to see you guys in our upcoming challenge. We're so close to six weeks of strength. Um, but thank you guys for writing in. Again, if you want to drop a secret below, you can do it. You'll make it into a future episode. And I'll see you guys then.